Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. (laughs) Man, that wasn't even planned. That was good. (laughs) I mean, was it? Okay. I feel I have a little bit of a raspy voice going on right now, so I thought I thought I sounded decent. I mean, you sounded good. I don't know that like <laughs> us together. I thought it sounded good. Okay. Anyway, well, I'm going to go with it. Well, I was We should we should take this on the road. <laughs> I was singing that song cuz we're doing holiday books today. Folks. Yes, we are. We're discussing some holiday reads while our uh, servant <laughs> wraps gifts in the background. I'm only half joking. Marissa's sister is here wrapping advent calendar gifts. Thank you, Elisa, Thank for your you. time and dedication. Thanks, thanks, Elisa. Elisa, can you shout from the kitchen? Yes, I'm here. I don't think we'll be able to hear that, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Like we're like maniacal. I'm like I'm our servant. <laughs> As we eat bonbons and drink tea. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. All right. I'm going to tell you about my book. Please do. So the book that I, the holiday book that I read. Okay, here's the deal. I don't want to jinx it or anything, but I have had a streak of four and five star books. What? That I have just been plowing through, and it's been amazing. These snaps are for you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this was, I couldn't decide between four and five stars for this book. Okay. I initially was like, five stars, boom. And then I went on Goodreads and looked at other people's reviews, and I got influenced and bumped it no, down to four. But I'm going to no. put it back up to five, because okay. okay. that's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling five. Okay. It's called A Merry Little Meet Cute by Julie Murphy and Sierra Simone. I know that we discussed it. Yes. Um, do you know anything about it? No. <laughs> okay, good. Because I'm excited to tell you about it. It's <clears throat> very unexpected. It is not your typical rom-com or your typical holiday book. And yet, I loved and adored it. So we have B. Hobbs, who um, is a porn star. <laughs> I re- vaguely remember this. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so B is a porn star and she also has her own like behind closed doors account is what it's called where she has subscribers and she does things for her subscribers. Can you explain? No, I will not elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but uh-huh. she goes by Bianca. Okay. Bianca von honey or something like that on on her behind closed doors account and as her porn star name um but she has by a kind of funny and awkward twist of events uh been cast as a heroine in a christmas movie for the hope channel 
Now, as I'm sure you can imagine, the Hope Channel is like a family feel good. Like Hallmark. Yes, like Hallmark. But yeah. Mm -hmm. And so um, having someone like B Hobbs. And they know. No, the Hope Channel doesn't know. Oh. Only the producer of the movie knows. No one else knows okay. her her backstory. Okay. So she walks on a set for her first day, and she meets her lead uh, male co-star, Nolan Shaw. And he is a former boy band member. So, And he was like a really bad kid when he was in the boy band. He did some really terrible stuff, like fell out of the spotlight. And now he's trying to... You know, reinvent himself, reinvent himself okay. as this good person. So he's doing this Hope Channel movie. And onto the set walks B. Hobbs, who Nolan knows better as Bianca Von Honey of or whatever her name is. Of course he does. Okay. Yeah, he knows her secret. He's a huge fan. <laughs> he's a subscriber. Um, and the two of them have instant chemistry. And obviously he can't say that he knows who she really is. And she can't say who she really is because there's a morality clause in her contract saying that she's not, she doesn't ever do anything that's, you know. So he doesn't initially let on that he knows. Correct. Okay. Correct. Obviously at some point sure. they find each other out. Right. Um, But it was like... Many, many eggplants. Um, oh. I'll just say that. Okay. Prepare yourself. Okay. For, yeah. Um, but but good. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Uh, eggplant. Okay. It's, you know. Sure. It wasn't cheesy. No. It okay. Was, it was nice. Okay. <laughs> um, His eggplant was as nice. much as <laughs> Can I say? Okay. okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry. No, it's uh-huh. a, Okay. And, um, you know, I... I didn't expect to love it as much as I did. Given this premise, I was like, okay, really interesting. But I loved the characters. And there was a lot of just like positivity. Like um, she is, in her own word, fat. Okay. So there's body positivity. There's positivity about like just being yourself and who you are, even if that's something that other people frown upon and look down upon and all that kind of stuff. And um, we learn a lot about Nolan's like backstory and his family story and things like that. And it was just, it was just really, really good. And I really didn't expect it. Well, it's exciting. I love a holiday book that I don't expect because sometimes they can be pretty one note. Like formulaic and whatever. This one, yeah, did not fit any of the normal criteria and, um... I thought it was fabulous. Well, then I'm definitely going to add it to my list. Yeah. Um, so my holiday book, hold on, let me get my notes up, was um, Kiss Her Once for Me by Allison Cochran. Mm-hmm. And we discussed this one as yep. well. Um, I so, think I have this like checked out from the library right now. Okay. So I will say, I don't think that this was a bad read. Like, I don't think that I would say don't read it or that it was terrible. It just wasn't a five for me. Well, yeah, that's okay. Not every book is five stars. Yeah. Um, but I did, I, I liked the storyline a lot. And I did enjoy some of the characters, especially some of the minor characters, which is sometimes kind of nice um, to, you know, that they're kind of fun and they add a, a good element to to the book overall. But um, our the lead 
is Ellie Oliver. And um, Ellie has just recently moved to Portland. So it kind of does a present to past. So in present day, she is working at a coffee shop, doesn't have a lot of direction in her life. Previously to that, at the beginning of the story, she has just moved to Portland for her dream job. I believe she's in some type of like animation, illustration type field. That sounds fun. Yeah. And so she moves, I think from like Ohio or somewhere in the Midwest, and she moves to Portland. She has a really bad uh, home situation. Her parents got pregnant with her when they were in their first year of college, and they weren't planning to have kids they didn't really even like one another i think that they got married they ended up getting divorced late they kind of blamed her for all of their oh that's not cool no so she really wasn't taken care of she was kind of like a neglected kid growing up and didn't really feel cared for or loved and so when she moved to portland she's thinking you know this is my new start i'm gonna start the job that i've so desperately wanted everything's gonna go great um, she asked her mom, she, her name's Lindsay, but she calls her Linz. Oh, hey, Linz. <laughs> and Linz is always calling to uh, put her daughter down and ask her to send money. Lovely. Um, she always has a different husband or boyfriend. Oh, Linz. Uh, she can never make it to visit her daughter because it's just too much for her. She was supposed to come in for Christmas, and at the last minute, she said that she just wasn't going to be yeah, able to make it because she doesn't like the snow. Of course. So (laughs) it's Christmas Eve. She's looking at spending the holidays alone. She's a little down and she ends up in a bookstore. Okay, love it. Um, While in that bookstore, she has a little meet cute with um, another girl named Jack. And they kind of hit it off and decide to kind of just hang out because they don't have anything else going on. And she's new to Portland, so she doesn't have any close friends there. She has one best friend who doesn't live in Portland. Her name is Meredith, and she's kind of like been her tried and true family her whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, so she and Jack kind of like go out, and it starts to snow, and they have just this really – they try to just say that they're – be you know learning each other being friends and having someone to hang out with but obviously it's romantic and um they end up hooking up that night and the next day something happens that i can't discuss (laughs) things kind of fall apart and they haven't seen each other since then and it's now the next holiday okay 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 um Ellie is pretty much devastated by the situation with her. She can't get Jack out of her mind. She thinks about her constantly. And she's really hurt by the situation that un- that happened and unfolded. Um, she ended up, the job didn't work out. And she was let go. Mm. And so it's just been kind of like one knock after the other. And she just is really down on herself. And she doesn't have a lot of faith in herself that she's going to achieve anything. She's living in a terrible apartment. The rent is going up. She's starting to stress out. Linz is calling her for money. Mm. Um, And (laughs) Andrew, uh, Kim Prescott, who is the landlord of the coffee shop that she works in, comes in from time to time. And he happens to come. He's really good looking. Mm. He comes from money. Um, He just seems like he has it all together. A bit of a playboy. And one of her coworkers is like, you should take... Ellie out for a drink. 
And she's just like, what are you do? like? No, you <laughs> no, know, he's like, you. and he's like, sure, I'll take you up for a drink. So she goes with him just because she's like, I, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just going to go. Um, she doesn't think that she has anything in common. She doesn't see it as a love match. As the night progresses, she does end up like throwing up her guts to him about everything that's going on, how she can't afford her rent, how her mother is horrible, all the backstory with her parents. And he basically tells her, I have a proposition for you. My equally terrible grandfather has passed away passed away recently. And he a month before he passed away, he decided to change his will. And I just found out about it a few weeks ago that he put a stipulation in that I will not receive my $2 million inheritance unless I am married. Of course. Yeah. Yet another book where there is a proposition for marriage. Right. Yeah. For the, okay. Yeah. For the guy to get something out of it. Mm. Yeah. Well, and so um, he basically offers her 10%. Um, I mean, yeah. that's a decent and amount. And he, um, he basically, they write on a, on a napkin while they're drunk at the, you know, mm-hmm. bar. Mm-hmm. And they agree that, for the $200,000 that she will fake marry him. They have to keep up their ruse and that they'll eventually get divorced a little bit later. Okay. Um, one of the catches is that they put it all, he puts it all over social media that they got engaged. They went and got like a ring at Target or something. Oh my God. And uh, he says, well, now you have to come with me to my family's Christmas. And we have like a cabin in Colorado and all this stuff. So they get there. The family bombards her. He has two grandmothers. One is his, the first, the grandfather's first marriage and then his second wife. And they're all just like friends with each other. Oh my gosh. And her mom is there and it's like a real home and they're so excited to see them. They're excited to meet her and welcome her to the family. She's never felt this type of, you know, inclusion before. Um... And in walks Andrew's sister and her sister's best friend. Um, he kept referring to her sister as Jacqueline the whole time. Uh-huh. Um, Jacqueline, a.k.a. Jack. Correct. Oh, man. So uh, Jack Kim Prescott is Andrew's sister. Oh, man. And things kind of start to unfold from there. Wow. That's not really what I was expecting. Interesting. So the whole premise was interesting. There was just parts of it that just didn't fully work for me. Yeah. Um, but I liked pieces of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would I would give it about a, a three, three point five. Okay. And you didn't like the narrator either, did I you? I did not. Yeah. I told Jamie this previously. So she actually narrated another book that I wasn't crazy about. Yeah. She narrated One Last, One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston. Yes, she did. Um, and I just, for some reason, she's not, it's not like she's a bad narrator. Like there's been some bad narrators where I just, I can't get through this book. This is, this narrator's terrible. See, there's just something about her voice I think that her I just... Natalie something. And I think the reason I do like her, she's not my favorite narrator by any means. However... She has a TikTok, and I don't really do TikTok, but um, PJ sent me one time she went live on TikTok, and she was, like, narrating a book live on TikTok and kind of showing the process of, like, how narrators do their thing, and then she would pause every, 
you know, minute or so and, and answer questions and stuff like that. And I just thought that was really cool and really interesting, interesting to watch. So yeah, I now when I read, when I read a book and she's you a narrator, her... I have like a little connection, yeah, you know, I get it. So I, I, I don't think she's necessarily the best, but um, I don't know why, but some of the characters just, and it could just be the way the characters are written and she's just really good at her job, <laughs> but they just come off really whiny and yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I just, and that can totally affect your enjoyment of a right. book. So maybe, maybe you would have right. liked it more with a different narrator. We'll maybe. never know. But if that sounds of interest to you, check it out. I definitely, the, the premise sounds, uh, whew, I yeah. don't know. I, I, I'm going to check it. I mean, I have there, it checked out a, right now. There's an eggplant or two. It's not crazy overtly sexual or anything, but um, yeah, there's there's some hooking up. There's a little bit. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'm, I can do anything now after, after the book that I read. I'm like, well, yeah, just bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is. <sighs> At least that part was... Uh, you know, expected. That yeah. Maybe a porn star in a book would. You would think mm-hmm, that that would come up a time or two, and it sure did. I did not mean that as a pun. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Still family friendly here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I also read a book that um, I th- I thought was going to be Christmas. It was marketed. You did this last year. As Christmas, and it was absolutely not at all Christmas. What was it called? I'm going to have to look it up because I can't remember now. This was the same with the Diwali. Oh, Holly Jolly Diwali. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you thought that it was lights, but it was actually fireworks. (laughs) I thought it was Christmas lights, but it was... On the the cover. It was fireworks on Diwali. (laughs) You know, the holiday that was in the title. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So the book that I read this year that was on like a bunch of holiday read lists that was not at all holiday was Eight Perfect Hours by Leah Lewis. Mm. Did you like, like it? Mm, no. no. Um, the cover looks all like wintry and Christmassy. Yeah, and stuff. totally would think that that's it has Christmassy. nothing to do. Nothing at all. No. It's not at Christmas time. There might be like one reference thing that I really I don't think anything happens at Christmas. No, I don't think so. Hmm. I don't know why. I don't know why this is on Christmas book lists, but anyway, it the was The cover is deceiving. The cover is very deceiving and it was it was all about like fate and like running into each other, you know, and you're like people that are meant to be and I'm all about that, but it was too much. Okay. To where I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. Okay. It got annoying yeah. quickly. Yes. Okay. But I did finish it, so that should t- tell you something. Yeah. Um, okay, the tea. So we're doing something a little different today with the tea because I asked Marissa not to tell me what was in it. Can I read it? And I'm going to guess. So yeah, what is it called? I don't want to even look at the bag. <laughs> it's called Comfort Enjoy Tea by the Republic of Tea. Holiday blend round black tea. <laughs> and all it said was like, Enjoy holiday tea in <laughs> bleached sachet. Enjoy this environmentally friendly round unbleached tea bag free of wasteful strings staples and tags Mm -hmm. okay so can i guess what's in it wait before you do that can i read the the quote oh yeah please do at this moment somewhere the kettle calls somewhere the pot waits 
somewhere, a person smiles into a cup watching the leaves unfurl. Haven't I read this before? I read it to you earlier. <laughs> no, I mean I'm on another episode. The same one? I I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It, maybe. We do drink a lot of the Republic of Tea. Teas. We do. So maybe the, they have the same quotes. Um, yes, you can definitely tell me what you think is in it. Well, I already know one ingredient that you also shared with me previously that is cinnamon. Yes. Um, luckily, it's not a ton of cinnamon. It's no. the perfect amount of cinnamon. Let me take another sip and tell you what else I taste. <laughs> I'm getting like berries. Are there any berries? There's not berries. But fruit? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's fruit. Okay. It's not a berry. So um, <laughs> let me let me think of a fruit that's not a berry. Kiwi? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All I can it's co- it. All I can yeah. come up yes. with is blackberry, strawberry, and blueberry. I can't come up with any non... You don't know of any other fruit. I can't fruit. think of a single other fruit. Apple, it's not... It's apple? It doesn't taste like it. No. What else is in it? I don't know, but it tastes delicious. Black tea, cinnamon, natural flavors. That's probably what you were tasting. The natural flavors. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's my favorite. Um, cloves, licorice root... Oh, that's weird. I don't usually like licorice. And apple pieces. I I was about to say, I wouldn't have guessed any of that, but obviously because I didn't guess any of that. <laughs> Except I did accidentally guess apple. See, I almost think, like in the back notes, I tasted citrus. Mm, I get where you're coming from. Like, I thought that it was going to have something, and the packaging is this bright orange color. It's actually a really pretty, like, burnt orangey color. Mm-hmm. Um, so you thought it was going to have orange in mm-hmm. it? Like, I thought it was going to say, like, orange peel, because that's kind of a flavor profile that I'm getting, even though that can't be true, because it's not in <laughs> there. Because it's not in there. Maybe it's in the natural flavors. I do or get the, what... Or maybe the licorice with the apple. I don't know. But it's really yummy. I think it's good, too. I don't love it. Like, I don't think I would drink it all the time, but I do. It's it's comforting. It's comforting and joyful. It's comfort and joy tea. (laughs) (sighs) Mm -hmm. It smells like um, something that you put on your stove. You know, that that stuff that the... Oh, yeah, that you you cook down Mm -hmm. for the smell. Just like it, doesn't it? Like, yeah. At Christmas, smell that. Yeah, it does. Mm Mm-hmm. But it tastes much better than mm. I would expect that stuff to taste like. Yeah, I don't think you, you Where can you drink put like that. this? No, I don't think you can. Like the cinnamon sticks <laughs> mm-hmm. and the, yeah. yeah. <sighs> it's like the stovetop potpourri. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Check it out, guys. Check it out. And gals. Um, all right. Well, I think we should probably go help your sister. Yes, let's do it. And we'll just say Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at inkdrinkerspod. Cheers!